Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you this show is that I get to see things that I might have missed the first time I watched it which will help the show make more sense. It's the same thing that happened when I watched Oz. There were things that I missed the first time that I saw when I watched it again and it didn't help shit because Oz had a nigga talking to Adebisi through a computer screen. But this show it actually helps. This show it actually does things and I really do appreciate that. Welcome to another one. Brandon, how are you doing? Wonderful. Scar? I'm great. Like so, eh, tired. Okay. But, but I'm good. Okay. You know what? You know what? They're not supposed to know I'm tired on this show. I'm supposed to be the guy. So, welcome to another one. Um, I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Scar and Brandon. And this is episode nine of season one, uh, Unconscious Election. Uh, the last thing we saw was Kira literally flying across the street. Um, and, uh, yeah. The first thing we see in this episode is her going to the hospital in an ambulance, and it, it really sounds bad. She's got a chest injury and possibly internal bleeding. Um, and Sarah and Miss Esther stopped at the door by the doctors, of course, because that's the way it works in all the TV shows where you try and follow the doctors into the operating room, and they're like, you can't come in here. No fucking duh. No duh. I knew I couldn't come in here because it says personnel only on the door, but I, you know, nothing venture, nothing gain. So they get shooed out and they're like, but she's our daughter. And they're like, we don't care. We're trying to save her. So they take her into the room. Um, and Felix tells her to, that, that Kira will be all right. She has to be. And also like, let's be honest about this. They have to take her into a clean room. And Sarah always looks a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like she, when she's not when she's not in Beth mode, uh, she looks like a little grimy, little mangy. Mm-hmm. And so, Allison's like, "Can I get anyone any coffee?" And Felix is like, "Yo, let me talk to you for a second over here in the corner." And Allison's mm-hmm. like, "You know, I, I feel like I, I feel conflicted because I feel like that's my daughter in there." 
you know, and I really do appreciate the fact that Allison and and Sarah are building more of a relationship with one another where she's like, I feel like this is my family in there. And so I feel very close to her. Um, and she can't, she also mentions that she can't go back home because, you know, she kind of beat up her monitor. Um, and now she's expecting to get black bagged and dragged like Sarah did. So feels gives her. Thanks. That's what she thinks. Ainsley yeah, we, ain't her monitor. Yeah, we know you're team Ainsley. I, I don't know. I'm not team Ainsley. I said Ainsley ain't her monitor. Who do you think is her monitor? I know who her monitor is, but I ain't telling you. Oh, you watch future episodes? No, I just know. I know well, TV. And I'm so pre- so and I'm let me make sure, sure I got banter. this straight. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So to get this straight, you know who it is, but you're mm-hmm. not going to say it. So then when we get to the part where you find out who it is, no matter who it is, you could be like, I knew it. No, I don't, I don't have to lie. If it's not who I think it is, I'll say I, I was wrong. I would never say you have to lie. Not at all. I'm just saying you're but hedging I your bets. I know who it is. It's someone we've seen before. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> just so you know. No, I, think, I think you should say it. I think you should both say it. You heard it first mm-hmm. here. Brandon thinks it's Leaky. No. <laughs> Rashani thinks it's Ainsley. It's not Ainsley. No, I, 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 am, I am trying not to go too far to the left or to the right with what I know about this show. Right. Um, he's, he's already seen this part, so he yeah. knows. So I'm literally asking you what you think, and I think it's adorable that you're like literally dancing around it. I know who it is. Just um, know that. I don't know. put it out there. Don't put it out there, then. <laughs> I just I want to be right. I'm not I, trying to jinx it. I know you do. I know you want to be right, friend. I know. So um, the doctors take a look at an X-ray of Kira, and they come out I'm and they. Do, I'm gonna write it on my screen. Right, you know, this is how I'm gonna prove to you that I ain't lying. I'm gonna write it on my screen and I'm gonna screen capture us talking right now next to me writing it. And then when this revealed, I'm gonna pull it up and be like, I told you so. Okay, okay, do that right now while we're talking. Go ahead, do that and then show it to us so then we know you did it right then. So then we know that you so then we know that you don't have like three different names underneath that you're just writing and screen capping (laughs) over and over again because it's a date next to it. Uh, no, I think you should just say it so that it's on wax. It's on wax. I mean, we've all been wrong before. I was wrong about playmakers. Y'all, I'm y'all, not trying to get jinxed. Y'all were both wrong about who was going to die in Oz. Hella, hella wrong. Hella wrong. But come on, Brandon. I mean, peer pressure's a motherfucker, and I ain't trying to put it on you or anything like that. But, you know. You ain't peer pressure in me. I just, I just, I just want you to give us information. I mean, right now you're acting like he's just another fucking wanker. I never thought I'd get a chance to use that again. I didn't. So who was that? Yeah, that. That's mayhem. Yeah, that was your man, mayhem. Oh. So, um, the doctors. We're we're talking while Brandon writes up his stuff and lets us know who he thinks it is. Uh, the doctors take a look at uh, X Ray Akira and they come out and and they let Sarah know that it looks like she's gonna be okay because even though she got hit by a car that was going like at least sixty, that car was moving down the street. This was not a crawling car. This is not five miles an hour. I know what 60 looks like. I know what 90 looks like. And that was a cool 62. Um, even though she got hit and flew 
like Soldier Boy, you <laughs> she she ain't got no internal bleeding, and there's no head trauma. And the doctor's like, she's a very lucky girl. Like, no, nigga, she's a mutant. Like, there is no way. Right. Young movie right there. Right? Ain't no way you're going to tuck and roll out of that shit. And even though, and, and, and even though she's, you know what, I'll get to that in a bit. I said too much. Kira tells Sarah that she looks like Helena. And Sarah tells her that she'll keep her safe from Helena. Same time, Helena's beating herself up and telling Tomas that that was a little girl and Sarah's her mother, and she's upset that Kira got hurt because of her. Miss S tells Sarah to count her blessings and move on to her worries, and Sarah's like, you know what? Fuck that. Helena gotta go. She gots to go. Sarah's not looking at this clearly. Gotta go, gotta go. What you mean looking at it clearly? Somebody kidnapped my daughter as far as I know, and then just like that, my daughter gets hit by a car. Gotta go, gotta go. GTG, GTG. But when you saw your daughter, your daughter was walking away from her. If someone yeah. kidnapped your daughter, they wouldn't be just letting her walk back towards you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not something that happens during a kidnap. But you're also saying if you're seeing this, I want to say if you're seeing this from a rational standpoint. Because if I'm, your yeah. child just got kidnapped, you're not looking at anything in a rational standpoint. Correct. In, in like the yeah, but that was like 10 days ago. So you gotta think she got hit. She's in the hospital for days. Then she comes home. I don't think it was ten days ago. I think it was like it they was, came out of the hospital. It was, and was days. Like, they they no, they the no. She got hit by the car. They went to the hospital. The doctors came out like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was the same night. Man, I'm gonna tell you, most of this series, most of this series, takes place in like six months. Yeah, like this is all what? like happening back to back to back. These are the days whole, after whole, days like, after days. The, the whole series takes place. All right, over, so now like, you're making me like the show less, and I love this show. So and that's ridiculous. That this right, all happens day after day. They all live in the same area. Yeah, the, all of this shit is happening like. Right and I mean, if there, if look, you look, the way I look at it is like this. While so all this stuff is going on with the, the twins, while all this stuff is going on with the with each other in three days, yep. Well, well, Kasima fell in love with her. Delphine's playing the role, and while all this stuff is going on in the background, we have the police doing an investigation to show that it's happening day by day. That's the tracker that I have. This isn't like Oz, where it's like, yo, what the fuck? They actually have a tracker in the background, which the police doing an investigation day by yeah, day but by police day. Investigations take forever. No, they don't. Forever. No, they don't. No, I don't know which cops you deal with. Cops be like, open and shut case. Slam dunker. This ain't nothing. Up. Uh, uh, oh, look know. at open cases. It's probably thousands of open cases. There are. Most of them involve a white person killing a black person. That's not true. They find those easily. They just let them off. That is true. You got me. You got me. Come on, pound it, pound it, pound it. Come on, bring it to the bring it to the window. You got me. Now, who you got is the person who's uh, her monitor. <laughs> I'm not telling you, but I know who it is. And I took the screenshot too, by the way. Send it to me if it's real. So, it's easier to just stamp. it's easier to just say it. Like, no, you don't want to jinx it. You ain't gonna no, jinx it. How you gonna power. jinx it? How you gonna jinx it? This shit is already made. Like this, you know yes. what I mean? Y'all got jinx power. It's not oh. like it's gonna. It's not like it's gonna change. These episodes came out in 2013. Right? Nope. I'm not. I'm not letting y'all jinx my mojo. 
Okay. Mojo Jojo. One of the best villains in all of cartoon history, in my opinion. Also, you don't know who Mojo Jojo is. He's... I know who it is, but I don't watch cartoons very often. So, I so know you didn't watch I... Batman the Animated Series? Yes, I did. Okay, but I got I... you. But I, I didn't watch anything like the Paddle. So here's my question for you then. Since you watch Batman the Animated Series. And Brandon, same thing for you because you're a comic book nerd. Mark Hamill or Heath Ledger? Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill. They're both, bro, they're both good. Not, Mark I, Hamill I think, had an easier job. Yes, Mark Hamill had an easier job. Um, but, like, what he did with the character where it was gleefully menacing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the way that he could do that with his just his voice. His, you could con- He could convey yeah. shit with his voice very yeah. well. And, yeah. like, and, like, and, like, Kevin Conroy is up there when it comes to, like, listing, like, all of the Batman. Like, it's, like, is I mean, my list starts with Michael Keaton, Good. Kevin Conroy. Like, those, that's, those are my top two right there. Where am I on this list? <laughs> I, I do not have him ranked very highly at all because <laughs> the, Bat, the Batman voice just took me out of it every fucking and time. And the thing is, he fucked it up for all future Batman because now they all do that voice. They now they now have to. I mean, Michael Keaton. No, they Keaton. don't because the Batman is a retelling of the story. They didn't have to use that voice. But, but like the like Michael Keaton, when they asked him what his name, he whispered it. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like he didn't have to put no. My Batman in his voice. is Adam West. By the way, he's number one for me. Nah, too campy. So yeah. I watched that show. I, I watched, watched it like religiously in the eighties, and it was dope. But as far as him being the Batman, I, I got him below Val Kilmer. Do you know that they He's kept the having they kept having problems in that show with uh, Burt Ward's dick print? Um, the same thing <laughs> that makes with, sense. <laughs> <laughs> this, and the Riddler too, probably. The uh, same thing with um, Mad Men. Um, my my man what was the main character on Mad Men? Um, Shit, I can't think of it because I only watched a little bit of Mad Men because it bored me to tears. But apparently they had a lot of problems because that guy doesn't like to wear underwear and apparently he's blessed. And they kept having to like cut. Like, can you please do something about that? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? I'm just hanging out. Um, Adam West Batman is the closest to the comic book Batman. One of the comic book Batmans. No, all of them. John Except Hamm. Dark Knight Returns. Every other movie is Dark Knight Returns bullshit. And Adam West is the closest to every other Batman. Yeah, I feel like Adam West Batman spawned like the Michael Keaton Batmans and the George Clooney Batmans that were more campy with Poison Ivy and shit. But the Batmans that are now out there with Christian Bale and all them motherfuckers, I feel like those are spawned directly from Kevin Conroy. No, those are spawned from the Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. They're all Yeah, but I mean the 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 tone and the voice and everything. I think they were literally trying to get Kevin Conroy's voice and couldn't, so they did it like this. Yeah. No. Where's Kira? Where's Kira? <laughs> I went and watched uh, the Dark Knight again yeah, a couple days ago. Just because the Joker's fucking hilarious. And I only watched the parts where the Joker was on there. And if Heath Ledger had not taken his own life, rest in peace, 
that boy could have been the Joker for years to come. Okay. I didn't know he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. He took his own life. They blamed it on the Joker. Did they? Really? Yeah, they said yeah, that they, him. They, they, they said that the the place that where he the had method acting that he did put him in a dark place. Yeah, and he tried to yeah. compensate. He tried to compensate with drugs. I didn't. I didn't read it. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what is the guy that that said that he said that they said inspired his acting? What's his name? Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Waits. If you if you if you ever listen to Tom Waits talk. That's where he got that from. Oh, okay. Tom Tom Waits. He's some sort of musician. I don't know anything that he's ever done, but uh, but I have. But someone showed an, an interview that someone had with Tom Waits, and Tom Waits talks just like that. He that's got unfortunate. The, if that's he, his real voice. He got that manner of speaking from Tom Waits. That's really unfortunate. So, DeAngelis, who heretofore will call Angie, uh, says she has a dozen reasons to bring Beth back in for questioning. And she says, on top of everything else, we have three matching sets of prints. A suicide victim looks just like her. And she knows that the last victim's going to look just like her when the reconstructive job's complete. I don't understand how they're making the conclusion that Sarah needs to be arrested. Yeah, for any if 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 Sarah's getting arrested for anything, she should be back snatching. <laughs> like you just saw somebody die and took their purse in the hood. That happens all the time, my niggas. Like I don't know how to tell y'all that, but niggas get laid out, and the first thing people do is run them goddamn pockets. They got pictures of the dead woman Beth in on the corner, so they know it's like an actual dead person that looks like them. Best I don't know death. how they're immediately jumping to Sarah's killing these people. Well, they need somebody. And Sarah had connection to Felix. That's what they talk about later. Um, Art, however, is... And, and you got to be careful. And Art has to be careful because he's involved in the Maggie Chang cover-up. So, like, he needs to make sure that he's on to whatever the fuck's happening before they blame him for some shit. Because, of course, he's black. So, <laughs> <laughs> and let me say something about Art. My man had the cleanest 360s in this episode, dog. The motherfucking shit was spinning. His waves was spinning, dog. Shout out to motherfucking. His waves were, and they were perfect. Them shits was glistening. Like, I don't know what the fuck he did for his, his hair care regimen, but that shit was working this episode, dog. After when he was talking to DeAngelis, like, yo. I feel like waves aren't in anymore. I don't care. His shit was perfect. They're only they're only not in if you can't get them. Right. I don't see anybody wearing waves. We watch NBA. You know, who basketball. are you looking at for niggas with waves? I'm, I watch basketball a lot with a lot of young kids. None of them niggas got waves. They all got nappy head styles. Half of them niggas don't brush their hair. Like, what are we talking about here? That's the style now. That's I what mean, they do. I know niggas with waves. I feel like waves yeah, are a progression thing. No, this is the kid who goes to my son's school. I know, I know, I know a couple of young niggas like my nephews. Yeah, know? I know some and young niggas who who they do probably waves. not the cool kids. My you the cool kids. My nephews are rappers. Of course, they're the cool kids. <laughs> okay, you can so, get my you can find my nephew's music on Spotify right now. 
Like, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Was he light skin? Yes. Okay. So, like, okay. Okay, we're, are we going to circle around that one, or are we just going to let it go that Brandon has a deep hatred against light-skinned people? No, but I just knew he was talking about a light-skinned person with waves in 2022. I, you I know what's funny? The, the kid that I, the one of the kids that I know at my son's school is light-skinned. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could share a picture, but someone disabled screen share. Of course. That's what it, that's what it had to be. Oh boy. It it's not it's it's difficult for me to realize that Brandon dislikes something until he drops a ton of shade on it and then it's like you know what it's logical shade. Man. I don't dislike it's just logic. Logical I shade. Of, I will I will give you that. I watch a lot of basketball and I and I know that <laughs> You sound like an old white man now. No, and I know that basketball players are cool because I was a basketball player. So the basketball players are usually the cool people at school. And none of these dudes out here on this court got waves uh, except the, next, the random light-skinned dude. Okay, we need to get off this subject because the next thing we're going to hear is Brandon's going to say he doesn't like watching the NBA because they don't play defense. Like, this is where this is headed. No, I like watching the <laughs> NBA because they don't play defense. Have you? I actually got an argument with today, not to get too far off track, but I got an argument today with someone in the group chat who was talking because they were talking about the people diving at people's knees and how that should be banned. And I was like, yeah, it should be banned. It was like, no, dive is part of the game. And I said, no, only tryhards dive for balls like that. The talented players don't do that. And they were like, oh, no, it's soft today. And I said, have you watched a night? Dennis Rodman did it. But if somebody reminded me, as somebody reminded me a couple days ago of basketball practice, Dennis Rodman was a scrub who was found at a grocery store and told, if you don't get that ball, you're off the court. <laughs> He's the ultimate tryhard. The ultimate tryhard. My, my man didn't even want to shoot the ball. Like, he you know knew if he shot the ball, he'd be exposed and kicked out the game so he'd get a rebound and pass it out. I said, have y'all watched a mid-90s NBA game recently, like on ESPN Classic or something? Like, go watch the fucking... 1995 Knicks versus the Pacers when the final score is 77 to 75. Yep, that's about right. Exactly what I pictured. Looked like a light-skinned Tupac. Exactly what I pictured. So my point still stands. Nobody has ways except a certain few. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, um... And I'm jealous because I don't have no fucking hair anymore and I wish I could grow those fucking naps. So... Art says they don't have anything that can stick yet, and Angie says at the very least they can get her on obstruction because this is right on the heels of the civilian shooting of Maggie Chan. Angie's on the right path like a motherfucker. Like, we really got to stop and give her credit because Art's been standing her way the whole time, and she's just like, move, bitch. I would not give her too much credit for anything. But she's on the right path. I would not give her any credit for anything. But, but she just, right just wait. I don't want to wait. I, I don't want to wait. What just I'm saying wait. is, right now she's on the right path. Right now she seems to be on the right path, but there's something else to that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they argue, and the lieutenant comes over and asks if they need a fresh pair of eyes, and Art's like, "No," and give us till the end of the day. So, right there, Brandon, you have the time frame for this entire episode, which is from the morning to the end of the day. 
Uh, Art asks Angie if she wants him to throw his ex-partner under the bus and that if he's wrong about this, she'll be the last partner he will ever have. And Angie's unmoved by that. And she's like, what does Beth have on you? And he just repeats to her, end of the day, Angie. Thomas says that um, if the child is actually hers, like Sarah's, if Kira's actually Sarah's, then how could Helena let her go? And Helena's like, Kira's innocent. And he, Tomas is like, I told you to go after the others. He asks where the others are at. And she says that she cut off Kevin's tail for him. Which I found is a more what have you done for me lately thing than actually completing the job. And I mean, that's like when I tell you to go clean your room or when I tell my kids to go clean their room and they come out 20 minutes later and they're like, I drew a picture of us. Exactly. I mean, I think that the thing the thing about Helena and especially what after what happens next with her, um, she is very childlike. And mm-hmm. they kind of alluded to this, especially every time she eats. She eats like a she eats like a child. She eats like a seven year old. Mm-hmm. And she eats yeah, she ate jello and then pour sugar on it. Yeah, she <laughs> eats she the way that she eats, she eats as like a a an adult version of a seven-year-old like if an she, adult could figure out what they wanted to eat but they had the mind of a seven-year-old this is what they would do she eats the way i figured michael jackson would have eaten when he was whispering to that rat mr rat you're my only friend no we don't talk about ben like that yes we do we don't talk about ben like that at ben the is, point where ben is innocent I didn't say he wasn't. I'm just saying Michael Jackson's entire childhood was stunted, and so was Helena's. Yes. Okay. I wonder if Michael Jackson ate like Helena. I doubt it. He was rich. Um, but yeah, Tomas says that she cut the tail off of Kevin to get Leaky's attention, and that Kira's going to be valuable to them. And at that very moment, Sarah calls, and Tomas tells her, tells uh, Kira, or Helena to get Sarah to come to them. And the first thing Helena asks is, how's Kira? And Sarah's like, I'll tell you in person. Where you at, nigga? Like, that where you at was a setup where you at. At that point in time, you should just leave town. I've heard of that where you at a lot of times, and what it leads to is fights in the front yard with people pulling hair and people putting out them uh, old lawn chairs with the green and, and, and white stitching that went underneath each other, the plastic ones, that <laughs> they just pull it out to the front yard and just sit on it. All right, I got two things. One, that's very California. That is not. It's that not. was a very California statement. It's not. That is not. That I'm, that chair is I've, universal. I've seen, I've seen quite a few of those chairs. And, <laughs> yeah, and you're I'm, from Virginia, and you're from the country. Where they got space to do that? So folks it's either country up, or it's California. <laughs> folks right. where grew up where it ain't no space, there ain't no porch. Oh, you, you. Okay, Everywhere sorry. In the Northeast. Sorry, or Midwest cities, Chicago. You know why they didn't have it there? Because y'all had goddamn stoops, my nigga. We had no stoops. Just some steps. We we did not have a stoop, my nigga. The whole porch got steps where you can sit down and talk about snot boogie. Right. Hey man, it's America, Brent. It's America, Scar. Anyway, second uh, thing. All right, no, no, just, just, just two things. One, we kind of completely glossed over the fact that uh, Tomas knows who Doctor Leakey is. Yes, very much he so. Said that last episode. Yes, very much so. And then, and then two, two, 
if a motherfucker asked me where I'm at and it's the same motherfucker that's never asked me where I was. <laughs> the same motherfucker who literally a week ago was like, we are not friends. Yo, nigga, where are you at? <laughs> if a nigga asked me where I was and this person has never asked me where I was, I have all the issues with where this conversation is going. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's going to be how my hair look. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, nigga. Hey, <laughs> hey. Where are you at right now? We gonna come. We gonna come pick you up and take you. Click. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Hello. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna get a how, how, how my hair look out of me. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. How you know all? The, you, I can't wait till we get to the wire. So. Oh, oh did you see the new show? Yeah, oh, the yeah. one about the Baltimore cops. Yeah, and then, and now and now Marlo is playing a cop. Like, what what are we doing here? Hey, Marlo's been playing cops for like That's ever since he stopped playing yes. Marlo. He's been playing cops. Cause and, what show he, was it? And I mean, he's played he's played a Spartan also. So he like, it, what was it? Bosch on on Amazon where he literally plays a cop right now. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's Bosch. I, I, I don't remember who else stars in it. It's a white dude in him. I mean, we. He, I mean, technically, if he's a Spartan in Halo, does that make him a cop also? No, it just makes him like, Master he's, Chief. He's kind of like a super cop, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And he a crazy super cop that sketched out a skull on his mask. But Sarah says she'll tell her in person. And she asked where Helena is. And Helena, to her credit, was like, it was an accident. Like, please don't roll up on my spot. It was an accident. I didn't mean to do shit. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't do it. And um, Tomas tells her to tell Sarah to come there. And he's holding the phone out to her. And on speakerphone, I guess. And Helena slaps the phone out of his hand, and they tussle. And Sarah hangs up. She's like, I'm not here for this bullshit. I was just trying to get you to tell me where you were so I could do a quick walk-by on you. Right. Leaky tells Paul that the apartment that he and Beth share is lovely, and that the pictures of Beth and Paul are very convincing. Unfortunately, he says, the lie that Kevin told him the night before was not. And Paul asks what lie, and Leaky says that, you know, somebody tampered with the video footage and Neolution that night, but Leaky knows that there were two clones there. See, Brandon, this happened the night before. Also, Leaky knows there were two clones there, and he looks to Paul for confirmation and continues. He tells Paul that he's been searching for Helena for years, as she's his white well. And for you non-bookish motherfuckers, that's from Moby Dick. Everyone knows that. No, they was, don't. No, they was, don't. No, they a, don't. They do not. A, there was a reference in... Um, Who don't in know the, Moby Dick? In the new episode. Nigga, I am almost certain that there are other motherfuckers in this world, in this day and age, who don't know who the fuck Moby Dick is. I feel like everybody knows Moby Dick. I feel like because you're smart, culture. you just think everybody knows who Moby Dick is. But I guarantee if you ask some of your old niggas that you play ball with, they don't know who Moby they Dick is. They know Moby Dick. I can call my brother right now and ask this him who like Moby Dick is, and all it's going to do is be a dick joke. No, your brother probably knows Moby Dick. You'd be surprised. You're underestimating him. So, for y'all motherfuckers who ain't Brandon, brilliant-ass, genius-ass motherfucker, Moby was a white whale. He was white, and Ahab chased it around the ocean after it bit his leg off in a previous voyage. That's why he was chasing it. And just as an aside, that motherfucker Ahab was a rider for real. Because if a, if a, if a fucking whale bit my leg off at the knee and then dipped out, you won. You got this one, fam. I'm going to just go home. Stitch my shit up. I'm not going to chase you for the rest of my life. 
Yeah, I'm gonna put a pig leg on and it'd be, uh, it'd be and good. walk it out, <laughs> walk it out with the pig leg, right? So he's like, I know Helena, and he tells Paul that she's feral, which made me think of Fallout Three, and that there's no way that she'll be able to fool Paul into thinking that she was Beth. She ain't got it in her, fam. He would have noticed it when y'all were in the house together, or even better, when y'all were in the bed together. But you know who could have fooled you though, Paul? You know who? You'll never guess. You'll never guess. Ask me who, Paul. Ask me who. Ask me. Ask me. Sarah. Sarah Manny. You know her? You know her? She, you, you know her. You know her. You got that look in your eye. You know her. Allison is cleaning Felix's house because, you know, stress cleaning. And uh, Felix's bathroom is gross. And the toilet makes her fucking wretch. She does an excellent job and Felix walks in and he looks around and he's like, what the hell? And she cleaned his house without consent, and she's like, the least you can say is thank you. And asks how Kira's doing. And he says that Kira had a miraculous recovery. Next thing he asks for, where the fuck is my stuff at? And she says his drug paraphernalia, his drug paraphernalia is in his drawer. As is the paraphernalia that was by his bed. She means sex toys, y'all. For sex. And he asks, did you watch that too? And she tells him that, you know, my kids were at my mother's house and Donnie's staying clear of the house for a few hours so she could use his house and um, at his apartment as a base while she apartment hunts. But she has to go back to her house to get some clothing and sundries. And Felix is like, fine, just don't wake me up when you get back. Don't wake me up before you go-go and don't wake me up when you come back back. And she's like, you know, I'm a pariah. Me and Pariah go back like babies and pacifiers. Anyhow, she's like, I'm a pariah, Felix. Will you please come with me? I need you to be my wingman. And he gives in because Felix is a good person. And he's like, you know what? I need to change. So go and fetch me something gay. I like Felix. I told you he's that dude. Felix is the all-star of this episode. Mm-hmm. Kasima and Sarah are on the phone. And Kasima tells her that she's so relieved the cure is okay. And Sarah tells her that the doctors were stunned by Kira's lack of repercussions from the accident and wonders if Kira might be different because she's Sarah's daughter. Uh, Kasima thinks that that may be due to the fact that they are genetically modified, and she compares it to the way that a lizard can regrow their tail. And Sarah takes this time out to remind Kasima that Kira's not a lizard. And Kasima's oh, like, shit, Sarah. Like, right. No, no shit. Pal, and uh, Kasima's like, well, you know, it, it isn't magic; it's just stem cells. And she has a guy, Scott, who's engineering the Germans' DNA alongside hers to see if the illness she had was genetic. And if Sarah wants, she can give him samples of Sarah and Kira to compare as well. And Sarah's like, I don't want to do that because you'll probably get the samples of Delphine. <laughs> And Kasima says she's just doing what she said she was going to do, which is following the science, which is what Brandon said. Sarah says she worries more about the scientists than the science, and her doorbell rings. And it's Paul. Sarah's just a hater, that's all. She's a hater. Kasima's been trying to help her. She ain't listening. But is Kasima listening? Yeah, Kasima listening. To who? Her, her heart? Her advice. Her heart? Like, what is she listening to? She ain't tell Delphine nothing. Delphine stole that shit. No, what I'm saying is, who is she listening to? Because Sarah's like, yo, we got this shit going on on our side of town. And Kasima's like, yeah, that ain't going to be me, though, fam. 
Let me tell you why. I can't talk. She been fucking Paul for weeks. Nigga, dick is dick. No. She got something for him. She dickmatized him, though, because as soon as everything was good, he was like, all right, I'm on your team now. I'm showing up to your mama's house with coloring books. What about the Pedialyte and the Pampers? And I didn't even charge you my my mama babysitting and did daycare. You know what? I'm going to go get Buck. I'm going to get my gut. What a good guy Paul is. (laughs) (laughs) Since you like rappers is killing that pussy, I'm killing myself. What the fuck is that? It's like a rap song. It is. You don't don't know the song, so like... (laughs) <laughs> that's why he's laughing because you don't know the reference uh, so Paul shows up with Pedialyte and diapers for her Low Ways Mona Lisa for I anyone who song. doesn't understand yeah the Kendrick Lamar's verse where he's this. oh yeah now I hear it now I can hear it okay so he uh, Sarah introduces Miss S to Paul and Miss S like mm. and Paul's like you know Leaky knows about you uh, Helena's being dragged, dragged into a room by Tomas and gets put into a cage, which he chained. Uh, and he tells her that he gave her everything, her reason for living, and in return she gave him weakness. If she continues to protect this forgery, she's no better than they are, and he dips out. Paul tells Sarah that he wants to make a deal. He tells her that Leaky knows that Sarah's in contact with the other clones, and she asks if Kasima gave her up, and he's like, what you have is an opportunity. Sarah tells him he sounds just like Asima, and he says that while he doesn't trust Leaky either, the genie's out the bottle. But the genie's out for Leaky too. Their interests have aligned so she can get answers now. And she's like, or I can get black bagged and abducted. And Paul says, what if there was a way to meet him safely on your terms? And she's like, hmm. Scott tells Kasima that she that he has over 4,000 base pairs from each sample that he got from the German and Kasima. Sequence and analyzed, and he couldn't find any markers for respiratory disease, but there is a sequence that's anomalous for cytochrome C. Anomalous is an adjective which means deviating from what is standard, normal, or expected. I know Brandon knew that, but the rest of y'all maybe not. Y'all don't even know who the fuck Moby Dick is. Let's start underestimating our audience. These are not morons. I'm not saying they're morons. If they were morons, they wouldn't be listening to us. Or maybe because they're morons, they listen to us. I don't everyone, know. Everyone knows what an anomaly is. Do they, Brandon? You're underestimating people. And you're you're just such an optimist, Brand uh, Scar. Did you know what anomalous meant? Of course I did. Scar did not know. He just literally hit you with the Tyrone from from a snatch. Scar knew. Scar came back that car into that big ass space. Scar did not know what anomalous was. So, anyhow, there's also a piece that's distinct in each sample, but they're different. Kasima thinks that's crazy, and, and, and Scott asks what Kasima's looking for because it obviously isn't a respiratory disease, and Kasima's like, nope. Then Delphine comes in and asks Kasima if she can come over later, and they kiss. And Scott reacts like it's either porn to him or a huge sin. I'm not quite sure which, but either way, turn it down, Scott. It's the former. Yeah. He's like, wow, I didn't know you were gay. That's right? Oh, different. right, because he was kind of trying to get at her. Yes. 
he thought because remember when she asked him to do this and she and she said that she needed a favor and he was just like what am i gonna get in return and she was like you get to have sex with yourself like you know yeah he literally (laughs) did hit her off the jan thank you jan (laughs) you want to be my girlfriend no i'm gay (laughs) so Sarah tells Miss S that if Kira wakes up to tell her that she'll be right back. And Miss S says, are you sure this time? (laughs) That's good old Miss S shade. I like Miss S. Um, She also tells Sarah not to worry about Helena. Because one of the great things about this country is that hunting isn't just for the rich. She pulls out, and she pulled out the longest barrel shotgun you have ever seen. She pulled out a musket from 1886 with the I mean business end no, on it. She, she pulled out a gun that looked like she's about to go hunting pheasant, nigga. Like, what are we? T- <laughs> she pulled out a gun that looked like it's been upgraded on Fortnite like 12 different times. <laughs> <sighs> 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 That shit looked like she has all the buckshot in there. She got buckshot with salt in that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Art calls at that time and tells uh, Sarah that they need to talk off the record this time with no one else. And Sarah asks, where you at then? Which again, why Sarah? But Allison and Felix go to uh, Allison's house and step into a full-on intervention with eight people there. Allison's like, this is bullshit. And Felix introduces himself to everybody as Felix, gay friend. And Allison's like, acting coach. And Pastor Mike is like, that's perfectly fine here. And Felix is like, which one? (laughs) Good question. Felix is the MVP of this episode. I know we don't do MVPs for, for, for Orphan Black, but Felix is the MVP of this episode. Well, the reason why we don't do it is because it's usually just an absolute shoe-in that is going to be Tatiana. No, dog. Felix is the MVP of every episode he's been in. Man, Felix steals the scenes and everything. Real talk. That dude um, shoes scenes up. And it's like crazy that that guy didn't come out the closet until a couple of seasons into this. <laughs> exactly. Donnie that starts to crazy. Dis- That's the craziest part of this show. That a straight person could play this character this well? I can't imagine it. Apparently neither could he. <laughs> yeah, neither could he. Donnie starts the discussion, the intervention, by saying the pills and the drinking have to stop. And the constant criticism and abuse. And Pastor Mike is like, Donnie, you could be specific. And Donnie's like, you hit me with a golf club. And then you dripped hot glue on me, which is what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, where I was like, I know that shit still hurts. And he was like, that still hurts in the shower. (laughs) I understand. Allison starts to respond, but the pastor says that it's best if she just listens right then. And then he asks punk-ass Angela to speak. And she says, Allison took advantage of my husband and might have ruined our marriage too. She also threatened and assaulted me. But, but, but I think the thing that hurts the most is that Allison turned her back on our friendship. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, proto-Karen. This is before we even started talking about Karens. 
This show came out before we peg somebody as a Karen, which means Ainsley, to me, is the prototypical Karen. She's the prototype proto-Karen. Yes. Allison, um... Well, yeah. Mom, Allison's mother-in-law wants Donnie to say more. And Donnie's like, it's about our kids, too. And he asks if she really wants to break up their family. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? And so Allison runs up the stairs crying. And I'm like, did all this necessitate an intervention? Like, seriously, this is dramatic as fuck. And it's all put together by Ainsley. Sarah tells Art that she has two minutes, so he has two minutes, and he shows her a picture of Felix and tells her that she visited his house a few weeks back. You know, when you had $75,000 in your trunk the day that I stopped you from skipping town. Um, and he thinks this is all going back to the Maggie Chen shooting. And she says, Art, you don't want to go there because you were involved in the Maggie Chen shooting. Remember, you're the one who put the phone in her hand and helped her make it. know this? Because he told her. Oh, I don't remember that. That was like in the second episode. Maybe the first. When he was, when they met up at the restaurant and they're sitting side by side, well, they're sitting across from each other. And he's like, she has studied the whole night before. And he's like, tell me what you know. And then she tells oh, him yeah. everything she knows. And he's like, I put that phone in your hand to cover up the you're on drugs and you popping pills and use a popping pill psycho. That's when it happened. Um, she says that he put the phone in Maggie's hand and helped her make it look like an accident. And he says, I was helping my partner and this is your last chance to come clean. And she's like, do what the fuck you gotta do. And pulls off. At this time, Helena's trying to break out of that dumbass cage. Because what'd you expect her to do? Just sit there? She's not a fucking dog, fam. Like, you put her in a goddamn cage. What? What? It's fucked up. You put her in a kennel. Kasima tells Sarah that she was right and Kasima was wrong. They aren't ge genetically identical. They should be. So she ain't saying she wrong wrong because they should be. But they're the synthetic sequence and she doesn't know what it is exactly but it's sort of like a bar barcode. And Sarah says that explains how Kevin knew that she wasn't Beth. But it doesn't explain how Leaky knew her name or that they're in contact. And she asked Kasima if she said anything to Delphine. And Kasima's like, woman. no. Huh? It's that woman. It's always that woman. It's looking out the window who we don't see her face because it's another fucking Sarah. But how would she know? Obviously, she knows something. She knows Leaky first name is Aldis or some bullshit. Yeah, who the fuck names their kid Aldis? Well, oh, I mean, Lord. the nigga last name is Leaky. Like that shit sound German as fuck. Yes, it does. I feel like Aldis goes right alongside Adolf, and um, that's all I got for German. I'm names. thinking that woman is the Pieter. woman who they, all, who they all made from. That's what I think. Mm, wrong. Why are you tell me I'm wrong? Because this you told me what you thought. Because this it's because you said you said you said you said she she seemed like a clone just like the rest of them. She is. She is a clone. She's another one. Just like the rest of them. She's another this one. Is, this is why I don't tell y'all 
Who, Nigga, if you her, really want to cheat monsters. code, Brandon, I don't. I didn't want to say this to you, fam. But if you really want to cheat code, two things. One, why the fuck don't you follow this show on Twitter? Why would I do that? So I can fucking tag you in the pictures and save the space when I'm putting oh, stuff in the Twitter our feed. Show. I thought you were talking about Orphan Black. No, I mean our show. I do follow it. No, because I can't tag you on photos. Secondly, if you go and you look at the cover picture for no, I'm another one, it. it's saying right here. Following. Okay, now show me who you think is the fucking monitor. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you. Um, but if you go and look at the photo, you'll see all of the clones. You won't understand it, but they're all there in the cover photo. Um, I'll be knowing. But Delphine took all that information from Kasima's house and took it to Leaky, so, you know, that's how she knows, but Kasima doesn't know that. However, Side note, that's why you don't have your first sexual experience with a person, a, a significant other, whatever, at your house. You right. go to a hotel because you never know if it's a setup. And this was the setup. They, She got Mona Lisa. Kasima might have given consent for sex, but she did not give consent for Delphine to steal her data and information. It's not right. Send her to the store and stole her shit. You know who else talked about that? It wasn't just Mona Lisa either. It was, um, what was that? Cookie and Kim? On the, on the Outcast album. Um, which one was that, Brandon? Slick Rick. No, not Slick Rick. Come on, Scar. Which one was it? Which Outcast album was that? The one with toilet tissue on it. That wasn't Stankonia. What? That was Stankonia. It sounds like Stankonia. That was Stankonia, where she was like, "I put him to dick so shout, I put him to sleep and took all his shit." Kasima says she would never say anything to anybody about Sarah or Akira, and Sarah's the first one out of all of them to have a child. There isn't even taxonomy. It's, it's Stankonia. You're right. Okay. Because I know my South so music. Shout. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he got heels. I didn't get mine. I was like, fuck. <laughs> you were dealing with a minute, man. A motherfucking minute, man. Motherfucking minute, man. <laughs> oh, she robbed that nigga blind. That's what you get for having a little dick. I still think that, that cruising in the ATL should have been a song. Yeah. Me too. ATL. That should have been a song. Fuck that shit. Not just Brandon, song. you don't know this album? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I know it. I'm just not singing. Okay, fine. Be like that. So she uh Kasima tells Sarah that um Sarah's the first one out of all of them to even have a child. There's not even taxonomy in the offspring of a clone. Brandon, do you think Scar knows what taxonomy means? Yes. Scar, without looking it up, unmute. What's taxonomy? Man, just go about your business. Like, why you asking me all of this shit? Because I figure Brandon knows everything in the fucking world. And I know that me know and you. Brandon, what's taxonomy? I don't know. 
I know it's got something to do with science. (sighs) Taxonomy, a noun, biology, the branch of science concerned with classification, especially of organisms, systematics. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See? I didn't know what taxonomy was. It's like those charts, that like those inverted charts, like like those little charts. It's like a bigger line, like a pyramid, and they list the different classes mm-hmm. of organisms. The yeah, classes, the genus, and the taxonomy. Yeah, I knew that. I just wasn't thinking. So what they're basically saying is there's not a scientific study on the offspring of clones because that shit don't never happen. Never and Sarah tells her she got what she wanted because she's about to go meet Leaky. And Kasima tells her to give him a chance because you might be surprised. They care about us, she said. They have to. Sarah's like, yeah, nigga, I was thinking about pulling a gun on him. And hangs up. <laughs> Sarah, I know I know Felix is the MVP, but Sarah is so fucking bout at this episode. Like, I just want to shoot something. Sarah is always about it, like always. She is she is always like one step from ready to like, you know, like 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 Mrs. S said, like, all right, say fire and we burn this whole bitch down. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Sarah is like her mom. Something, something is about to catch this spread fire from this contra gun that I just happen to have in the trunk. Right. By the way, Brandon, have you ever played Contra? Yeah. Have you ever played Life Force? No. I don't know too many people who have played Life Force, and it makes me sad. Life Force is the the space version of Contra. Contra was on, like, Super Nintendo and shit, or Nintendo. It was on Nintendo, uh, made by Konami, and so was Life Force. I don't know Life Force. Okay, so if you ever get a chance, like, when you get your uh, arcade with an emulator or whatever in it, Play Life Force. That game is hard Hold as on. shit. Was Contra was Contra about Nicaragua? No, they first. I don't know why they called that the Iran Contra situation. Situation, but Contra was about blowing up aliens. It literally had you playing as either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, they look exactly like look like <laughs> look like the motherfucker from from Rambo, and look like the motherfucker from from Predator. From Predator, like they 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 look just like I don't, how the fuck they got away with that shit. Like, never know because it looks just like them. <laughs> it was greatness. Um, but yeah, if y'all ever get a chance to play Life Force, use the Konami code. You're gonna need it just for the first fucking level. Um. Leaky and Paul go to the location that Sarah says she meet them at, and Paul has Leaky blindfolded. And Sarah tells Paul to take the blindfold off, and Leaky tells her there's many questions he can't answer, because like Kevin and Paul, he only knows his part. After all, all in all, he's just another brick in the wall. That nigga lying. He lying like a motherfucker, but for right now, he's like, Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. Who said that? What, Paul? Mongo only pawn in Game of Life, or all in all, he's just another brick in the wall? Yeah, that part. Uh, Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd said that? Yeah. It's one of their biggest songs. Okay. You mean in this show who said that? Nobody. I wrote it in. I'm just, you know. I'm at work. 
for like eight hours a day. So while I'm writing this shit, because I only have to work hard for like an hour and a half, and then I'm just a hostage. So while I'm writing this shit, I get my jokes in. Leave a nigga alone. Leaky says his whole job is data collection and quantifying, quantifying your well-being. I look out for you. <laughs> but but not Sarah, because somehow you, you got away, you know. And Leaky says they have a common enemy. And Paul says, Tomas? Who's Tomas? And Leaky can't answer. Uh, and he says that years ago, Maggie Chan infiltrated their compound and kidnapped Helena and then taught her to kill other clones. Brilliant, really, he says. And it's clear in this conversation, the one thing I picked up in this conversation between Leaky and Paul and Sarah was that Leaky seems to have absolutely no regard for these women. He thinks of them as projects and nothing more. What do you think, Scar? I I think I think he thinks of them as a like 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 this is the the glorious experiment that we've done and mm -hmm. it's about protecting his experiment mm -hmm. and like right now he's dealing with two variables of his experiment that got away and now he's trying to make sure that he keeps all of this shit under control because one of the variables of the one of the 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 new variables of this experiment is taking out the other variables mm -hmm. and the other one got a gun yeah um leaky doesn't want helena harmed at all but he wants sarah to bring her in so they could deprogram her and get her the help she needs and in return he says sarah and her friends will be free to live their lives without monitors and she's like, you'll give us lives. And Leaky says, you've already had lives. They they haven't been directed, just observed, except in your case, because we didn't know who you were and, and Helena, too, Sarah says. And Leaky says, Helena was always under Tomas's care, which is much worse than the care that we provide. So if you bring her to us, we'll get her the care that she actually needs. Delphine brings Kasima truffles and asks if she's okay. And Kasima has an attitude. Baby got an attitude. And Kasima asks if Delphine's okay. And uh, Delphine's like, oh, shit, I was. <laughs> like, I've been asked that question before. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, if I ask if somebody's okay and they ask it back, it's a trap. Just leave. Go sit in the bathroom for a while until everything blows over. Hope you got a switch. But Delphine doesn't even get to go to the bathroom because Kasima turns her computer monitor around and shows Delphine a picture of the Dyad Institute with Delphine in it. Turns out the nigga's name is really Delphine. But her last name is really Cormier, not, not Barreau. And it's like, come on, Ma, you could do a better job in lying than that. You know, it's like if I'm gonna be her monitor, I need you to you need to you need to act like fucking T'Challa and tell them to delete that footage. <laughs> like like get that shit out of my face. I mean let me rephrase that. Like you are T'Challa, not like you're fucking T'Challa, because you know, there's a difference. Or Nubian Prince. You saw you saw the, the boys. Yes, I saw the boys. It's the, also in the book too. You know what? So you saw the cartoon things that they did on Amazon. I forget what the whole name of it is. I did Let's not like whack. the one that Aquafina did, but I love the one that 
the maker of Rick and Morty did. I think all them shits was whack. I thought they were funny, like some of them. Nah, I know, I know, I know the full comic book story. I watched the dude go through the whole fucking story, and so like I thought those shorts were just kind of whack and just kind of uninteresting compared to what's what's in there that they can't actually discuss. Like, you mean herogasm. that sex room? Like herogasm. Herogasm is like holy they're doing herogasm. They're doing so herogasm in season three. They can't. They, can't they do are. It the way. They can't do it the way that they need to do. They're doing it. It's a whole two episodes called herogasm. They absolutely cannot do herogasm the way that they did it in the comic books. It's no, not but possible. They, can do, they haven't done the show the way they did it in the comic books. True, but still. But they Scar want to see some super ass. No, I he'll see see, that. I just want to see some of that craziness. And like, He's not going to see Homelander fuck Huey. <laughs> which is what happened in the books. I need to get my hands on these books. I read the entire thing of of Invincible, like cover to cover. That was fucking great. That might be the best thing uh, the dude who made The Walking Dead has ever done, and I'll say that with no hesitation. I think so, and I I like the fact that like it's one of those things to where it's unlike normal comic books, like the story is the story and when they have callbacks it's not just like something that was just kind of random that they brought back no there's a reason why this thing came back that's what you like yeah it was kind of, it's kind of like um what's that what's that show uh, arrested development yeah is is very arrested development where like you know you you something will happen you may not hear about it for two seasons but what the fuck I don't know what that was. So, anyways, Kasima calls Delphine out on already having her doctorate in immunology, and all Delphine can do is apologize. But you know, it, it's it's too late to apologize. Come on, Scar. You know you want to do it. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Eh, 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 eh. Kasima feels so stupid. She's like the fake transcript, the fake boyfriend in Paris. Delphine acting like she didn't know who Leaky was. Kasima says she knew it was all bullshit, but she still thought Delphine was on her side. And I, I, I know that feeling. I felt that way before. She wanted to trust her. And Delphine says she can still trust her, but Kasima tells her that you know, I know that you told Leaky that Kasima knows the other girls. And Delphine says she had to because she he said that Kasima's in danger. And Kasima's like, of what? And Delphine can't answer because she doesn't know. And Kasima says the reason why Delphine doesn't know is because she's the real danger. She's the one who knocks. Mira, Ainsley. I felt that reference. I felt thank you. Thank you. Mira, Ainsley, Felix, and Courtney. I don't know if that's her real name on the show or not, but, you know, whenever three or more white women are gathered, one of their names is at least Courtney, at least one of their names. There might be more than one, and one has Courtney with two E's, and one is Courtney with an I-E, and one is Courtney with an E-Y. So all three technically could be named Courtney, but whenever three of them motherfuckers are gathered, one's name is Courtney. Courtney. Thank you. Or Charity. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're standing at Allison's bathroom door telling her that she's only making matters worse. And Allison says she only wants to talk to Felix. And when he comes in, she says this is all Ainsley. It's all part of her experiment. And Felix agrees <laughs> and sarcastically says, 
Yeah. This is the experiment about how do clones react when ritually humiliated by friends and loved ones. <laughs> Allison's about to pop some pills and Felix is like, no, 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 no. Party pack? <laughs> he no, makes no, 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 I know. My my uncle, rest in peace, used to, instead of Sherzy's, he would say party pack. And if he said party pack, usually it was for a pack of cigarettes. Like, niggas would literally try and hide in the corner of the house to smoke a cigarette, and he somehow find them and call out party pack. And if they, if he called it out, he expected you to let him get a cigarette. But somehow it became a whole family thing where we're all the smokers, because, you know, cigarettes ain't never been cheap, even though they were cheap back then to me compared to I ain't now. I never had a cigarette. Good for you, athlete. So they used to. I want to try one. No, no, you don't. It's not. Is it bad? I it's 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 not good. And I wanted to smoke cigarettes because I I thought it would make my voice deeper. It um, will it, not. It, it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, but Unless you talk it out your throat, <laughs> then your voice will be deeper. Coming right for Is it us. Like, I smoked a cigar. Is it like that? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Nah. Let me try this out real quick. Where's the Joker? Where's the Joker? Don't do that. Please don't. Please don't. Please so don't. it's not like a cigar? No. Oh. If, you have, a good, if, if you have a good cigar, it's a, it's a lot smoother than than a cigarette. A cigarette is comparatively is a little bit harsher than a cigar. I would advise uh, you to just stick to black folk stuff and smoke a fucking black and mild. Why would What's I drink it? why would I smoke a cheap cigar? Instead of a cigarette, I mean, smoke a black and mild. Technically, technically, uh, black and miles are rolled up pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. They're closer to cigars, though. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a starter cigar. For my rankings, because I used to smoke cigarettes, were if I could get myself a clove, cloves were the best. They smelled good. You didn't stink like a cigarette after you're done. After cloves were these things that only sold at the Punjab stores. They're literally called the Punjab markets. Called a Ganesh Beatty. Yeah, and Beatty's, a Beatty. What the Beatty's, fuck is that? Beatty's used to be the shit, bro. It's a like, Beatty, B I D I, is literally a leaf <laughs> with tobacco in it with the red what? string tied around the leaf. <laughs> He's not lying. Hey, you, Does that count? Nope. You need to have the Ganesh Beatty, my nigga. <laughs> And that's the full name. And it's like the size of a joint. And I don't know what the fuck was in it. I don't know what I put in myself. But it came in a little paper sack. <laughs> with like 20 of them motherfuckers in it. And niggas in the hood were smoking Ganesh Beaties. So clothes Beaties. I used to smoke them all the time. I actually, My ex-wife actually got high off of one of those. It's like, how the fuck did you do How that? the fuck you get high off a of Beatty? Exactly. The exactly. shit got fucking... What? You know what? You know what? I gotta find out. I gotta. I gotta know what the fuck was in a Ganesh beady. You no, know they. I don't know. No one else to actually feel anything after smoking one. Nobody of felt anything after you smoked a Ganesh beady. Do you feel something after smoking a cigarette? Yeah, yes. not mad. That's, that's why <laughs> I. I started. I started smoking cigarettes. Really, when um, Holy when shit. I was when I was having trouble sleeping, because that the the nicotine hit made me feel a little bit loopy, loopy enough to actually fall asleep. Loopy enough to huh. cause a fiasco. That's so, Ganesh Beatties, 
is a BD is a blended tobacco product. I didn't know that. That is hand wrapped in a type of plant called a tendu leaf, then roasted in charcoal to remove moisture and provide flavor. In India, BDs are often referred to as a poor person cigarette. I don't know about India, but I know they got banned here in about 2008. <laughs> now, Sprouse. They probably were putting mad, stupid shit in it. I'm sure they were. I and heard this, cigarettes back in the day were better for you relative than no, the recent no. ones. No. I'm talking about back in the day, like in the 1900s, no. 1800s. No, not never. No. When no they were I just, did, I, yes, you know what? From what I heard, niggas who used to walk through the tobacco fields picking the plants out there because it wasn't just cotton for us, they would get sick just from picking the fucking leaves. Virginia. Is that true, Scar? Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 juice. That's why you have to dry it out because it can it, it can fuck you up. The juice is loose. <laughs> um but yeah, so clothes, beaties, black and mild, cigarettes, and then the gold black and mild. The wine. That's my ranking from best to worst. The wine no, black and mild is the best ones. No, sir. It's the jazz. Jazz, my nigga. Yo, the wine is the come on, dog. Wine wines wines is like like we we trying to be fancy with the same shit everybody else got. But like if you want to be fancy, then you need the Royales. Mm. The Royales and the blue the blue pack Royales, nigga. Yo, but if you really want to be famous, famous. Pretend to be famous. Um, you get the black and mild filter tips. They look like big ass cigarettes. Mm. I will tell we you, just I we will... like the wood tips because you know not the plastic one, but the wood tip ones. They just hit different. I will now, tell I, you, I went I'm, to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a plastic tip jazz kind of dude. My wife and I went out for our anniversary to eat. When and when they and when they brought us our dessert menu, on the dessert menu it had cigars. Oh, so y'all went I've to a fancy, seen, fancy I've place. I've never seen anything like that before. It was very interesting. Yeah, y'all went like to a, a top flight. Cigars y'all went to a place where if you, went to the, if you went to the right door in the back and knocked three times, you could have gotten a blowjob. They did have a $475 glass of Hennessy on the God menu. Damn. You know what? What the fuck kind of Hennessy cost that much? My nigga, you be shocked. You go to Ruth Chris and you look up on the bar. They got that genie bottle. Yeah, it was, a, it was called Hennessy... I forget what it was called. Hennessy Timplex. <laughs> so, um, Allison is about to uh, say that she thinks that everybody's monitors, not just Ainsley, but she doesn't know what to do. And Felix tells her to put your chin up and be a woman. This is backstabbing 101. <laughs> she says she can't go back out there. And Felix is like, of course you will. You're going to go back out there, eat some humble pie, and hug it out. And Angelie's going to think that she won, and you'll live to fight another day. And Allison smiles and nods and asks Felix to help her get her face on, which Felix does with pleasure. Art's at the train station, and he sees a video camera in the corner. Helena's still trying to get out of the cage when a phone rings, and it's Sarah who's telling at this time while she's waiting on the phone, she's telling Miss S that she doesn't know what she's going to do with Helena. Miss S says that it shouldn't be a question because Helena tried to come after Kira. 
And Sarah says that her gut tells her to put a bullet in her, but she looks at Helena and sees herself. And it's Ms. called S- Hennessy Richard, by the way. I can see that. Which one was a genie bottle? Can you look that one up too? A genie bottle Hennessy? I believe so. Or just cognac in general? Uh, just put genie bottle alcohol. It's probably the same one. I don't know. That's Louis the. That's Louis the. 13. Louis the. Who? Who? They got that at 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 Ruth Chris, and my nigga tried to order it, and I've never seen a bartender look at you like you're not rich enough for this drink. Yes, yeah, a, a bottle of it is thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that shit that they bring out in the club with the sparklers. I can't imagine how smooth something like that is. Me neither, because it costs thirty eight hundred dollars. I can't imagine. Um. So, Miss S says that she that Sarah doesn't owe Helena anything, and she tells her she got in touch with her people from England about where she's really from, where Sarah's really from. Um. And she said the weird thing is they sounded really scared, like something was going on over in England as well. And Delphine is begging Kasima not to leave, and and she asks where she's going. And Kasima's like, "Why do you want to know? So you could tell Leaky." <laughs> Good one, Kasima. And she asks what else uh, Delphine told him, and Delphine says nothing, just the seven names. She told him nothing about uh, Kira, which you know is an anomaly. And Kasima tells her that you know, you can use me, but don't go near Kira. And Delphine says she won't, and Kasima tells her to get out. Delphine begs her to just let her say one thing. She didn't want to fall for Cosima. She wasn't supposed to, but she has. I believe her. I didn't mean to fall for you, but I have. I believe her. She fell for Cosima. How could she not? It's Cosima. I fell for you so hard. I didn't mean to. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Now you you are kind of you kind of joking your way through the through the the most badass part where she said you were the first woman. I've no, no, I was thing. about to get to it. I was about to get to <laughs> that. Cut your fucking jokes and let's just say the fucking thing. Damn. Okay. Ooh. Right. I like that because you make the jokes over this part and like how she fucking. No, I no, I did not. Man, what the fuck? Damn, Scar. Now my feelings are hurt. I didn't mean to... I'm about to start agreeing with old boy that sent that email in. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow... Kasima says how she's supposed to believe that. And Delphine says, because you feel it. Delphine says, I've never been with a woman before you. And Kasima's like, yeah, it showed. That's for real. It was like, oh man, like I think I think where she fucked up. I think she fucked up by mentioning Kira first. She shouldn't have said anything about Kira at all. She should have been like, she should have let her ask. Like, did you say anything about Kira? And was like, no, I didn't. I only mentioned. Well, it's true. She didn't tell. She didn't about Kira, right? But she shouldn't have been the one to bring Kira up because she knew that that was a. That was a that was the line that she should not have crossed. 
And that's also the thing that that's the reason why she didn't cross it. And then also she shouldn't have been the one to bring up Kira first. That's where she went all the way left with this. You hold on to that one until someone brings that shit up for you. So uh, Delphine sighs and leaves and Kasima ugly cries. Ugly cries. I love Kasima. I know you do. I know you do, pal. Uh, Art goes into the office and, and sees the video from the train station and sees Beth, the real Beth. Then he sees Car- Then he sees Sarah and basically sees how this whole show began. Did you? Did you? Did it? Did it? Kind of weird you out that it, it when we actually saw it from the the first episode's perspective, it never looked like they were that close to each other. It did not at all. But in this, but in this, in this overhead camera, she walked right up on her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I never got. They here. weren't that close. She was I, literally. She didn't see her face like that until she uh, saw. After she jumped, I thought, or she saw her right, from a right distance. Before, right before. She right before jumped. she jumped, she saw her face. So she wasn't that close up on it, or where it's like I'm sneaking up on you, tickle, tickle, tickle. No, right. that was a distance. And when they showed her purse and stuff. From Sarah's perspective in the first episode, she was not very close to her at all. Mm-hmm. And while she wasn't very was... close on the video either. No, no, no. no. The... They were, no, they were, they were much close closer. She... No, no, no. They were close when they looked at her face. But then when they cut to the part of her picking up the clothes, the purse, she was still on the other side, on the back side of the tracks and walked all the way to pick up the purse. It was very weirdly shot. Yeah. yeah Poorly that... edited. Yeah, that was because like the way that how close they had him right before she right before she walked in front of the train, they were way too close. So he leaves out with a mission on his face like I know now. I know he walks out and it's almost like dun 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 dun, just playing in the background and shit. Elena gets on the phone, calls Sarah and tells her that she's the only one she can really turn to. And Miss S asks Sarah how she knows it isn't a trap, and Paul's like, it is a trap. But now that you know where where Helena is, you can turn her over to Leaky. And Miss S agrees with Paul, but Sarah says that if she does that, then she's partners with Leaky, and he's going to find out about Kira. And she doesn't know how she's going to play this. And she goes up to Kira's room, who just happens to be awake after really being out this whole fucking episode. And she just tells Sarah that it wasn't Helena's fault. That just happens to be the first words out of her mouth. You know, it wasn't Helena's fault. Kira says she went out to play with her. And Sarah asks her if Helena told her to say that. And Kira's like, no. And Sarah says she's dangerous. That she's sick in the head. And that that makes her want to hurt them. And Kira says she just needs your help. And Sarah apologizes to Kira. And says that she doesn't think anyone can help Helena now. And Kira gives her a puppy dog look. And Sarah leaves. That was the... um. That was my moment where I was like, okay, out of every part in this show so far, that part didn't work for me. Like, for you, Scar, it was the closeness of where they were in that video. For me, it was Kira just happening to wake up at that moment right when her mom was getting ready to go out and murk Helena and be like, she didn't mean it. Like, that was real coincidental. But it was, she was awake when she walked back in the room, so we don't know how long she had been awake prior to that. Mm. She's a miracle baby. She's a mutant. She's been awake since um, they left the hospital. Yeah, but like there's there's still things that they haven't really quite explained. 
And so Mira, especially, especially the, the, how she says she just needs your help. How the fuck do you know that? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And so Mira tells Allison about how the van was a rocking, and Ainsley tells her that they all trusted her. And Allison figures out that Ainsley was the one who organized the intervention. Ainsley called all the people who were in the room and told them everything, including Donnie's mom and dad. And Ainsley says... Ainsley's salty because she fucked her husband. Yeah, but she's also Karen. So she was like, I did this to help you. And Allison thanks her. And Donnie looks tearfully proud like they're about to turn a corner. But Allison's actually thanking her for scrutinizing every detail of her life. Ever since they moved into the neighborhood, she has pried and snooped and gossiped about her like she was her own personal laboratory subject. And how would you like it if I turned your life inside out, Allison asked Ainsley. If I told all these people that Chad, your husband, slept with a spin class instructor long before me, well, maybe he acts that way because you blew the roof at the cabin. And Ainsley, because Ainsley told her, Ainsley don't keep no secrets. And Ainsley looks very pensive at this point, like very Karen pensive, like, how dare you? And the pastor, Mike, tries to stop it, and Allison's like, no, no more words. And Donnie agrees and tells everyone to get out, including his mom and dad. And everyone leaves except for Ainsley, who says this was Allison's olive brands, and she torched it. And that's a huge mistake. Then she leaves, too. And Allison looks at Felix, who says, you know, I feel like that went very well. And Allison agrees. Sarah goes to the barge where her land is being kept and she has a gun. Sarah has a gun. Sarah has a gun. I'm, you've been jukeboxing this whole time. Gun. I'm surprised you didn't uh, take the too close uh, thing. Kira wants to have some fun. Across the street she did run. What's Sarah gonna do? Kill Helena and her crew. They got Helena in a cage and the blondie is locked away. Okay. Feel, feel better? Told you I had a lot of time at work today. Anyhow, Sarah asks if Helena's okay and Helena asks how's Kira. And Sarah's like, you know, you'll never see her again. And, and Kira said that you never hurt her. And Sarah wished that she could believe Kira and points to a gun at Helena's forehead. And Helena's like, do it. But in, instead, Sarah walks away. And Helena's like, you care. But Sarah says, no, I don't. She just grabbed the keys to the lock and unlocked the cage. And she tells Helena, stay back. Don't try any shit. And Helena says, Sarah is all she has now. They hug. And Helena says that she loves her. And then Tomas comes in. And Helena grabs Sarah's gun and points it at him. Um, saying that he can't harm uh, Kira. And Tomas says that he never would do that and says that Helena's the light, the original, and she knows what that means, that Kira's rightfully hers. And Sarah tells Helena that Tomas is lying and that none of them are the original, that all of them are the same. And Tomas tells Helena to put Sarah down and go get Kira and bring her home to her real mother. At this point in time, Helena's standing in between Sarah and Tomas, and the only thing I could compare it to was when two people are on both sides of a puppy and they're calling it, and whomever the puppy goes to, that person is its owner. That's really what I felt like in this scene, in this sequence. 
it was like it felt manipulative on both sides. You know what it I'm did. saying? It did. Um, Sarah asked Helena if she knows that connection. She's like, you know, you know that connection that you feel, Helena. You know that connection. I feel it too, cause it's us. It's us. I like you now. Tomas says that Sarah will say anything to get out of this. And Sarah says, Tomas locked you in a cage and lied to you for your entire life. And both are valid points. I mean, I see both sides. Sarah tells Helena that Tomas is going to hurt Kira the way that he hurt her. And that was pretty much all it took because Helena tells Tomas that he made her the way she is. And she jumped on him and gouged his eyes out. And then Sarah locked him in a cage and took Helena away. She then locks Helena in the trunk and calls Miss S and says that she's going to take Helena to see to, to Leaky. She got that thing in the trunk. She about to right. pop the trunk on you hoes. Right? But Miss S says not to. She says that Sarah needs to come home. And when Sarah asks why, she says she'll explain when they get there. An SUV with Leaky in it pulls up to the spot where he met Sarah initially. And initially, I was like, how'd he get there? He was blindfolded, but it's because Paul brought him. Leaky hops out the whip, and we don't see anything past that. Uh, Angie's at the precinct looking at all the evidence because it's the end of the day, and she tells the lieutenant that she needs to speak with him about Beth. Leaky leaves the building, and Paul apologizes, saying that Sarah said she would be there. And Leaky makes a call and tells the woman on the other end of the call that Helena didn't show, and she tells him the blood is thicker than he thinks and hangs up. Which leads me, we already said, Brandon, that this is a clone. But it leads me to wonder how much she knows about everything because she knew what happens next. Well, not what happens next, but the lieutenant asked how long Art's been sitting on the information about Beth. And Angie said a couple of days. And right at that moment, Art walks in and the lieutenant says they're going to get an arrest warrant for Beth. And Art tells them both that Beth is dead and they need a warrant for Sarah Manning. Again, I don't know why, because all Sarah did was snatch her bag up. Sarah goes back to Miss he, he saw yeah. her. He saw her commit suicide, so he knows. I mean, yeah, you want to send the warrant out for her, but like, what do you have on her? Technically, right? she impersonated a police officer. I think that's a crime. Yeah, that is. Yeah, okay, I can see that one, but I, I we'll see, we'll see. Sarah goes back to Mrs. S's house and asks what's going on, and Miss S introduces her to Amelia, who tells her that she's her birth mother. Amelia's black, and Sarah definitely isn't, and Amelia says that she's sure that she isn't what Sarah expected. And Sarah's like, you know, I gave up expecting. And Amelia said that when she was told that Sarah was looking for her, she had to come in a hurry. She tells Sarah that they found her again. She was only 22 in a new country, and a wealthy couple asked her to do in vitro fertilization for them. They provided her with a flat in London and a legal arrangement, but something was off, and the medical tests were excessive, and she heard the couple talking about a child unfettered by tradition, an advanced evolution of some kind, and Sarah suggests neolution, and Amelia says yes. They weren't a couple. They were scientists. And she realized the life inside of her was in danger. And so she ran and gave birth to the two of them in secret. And Sarah's like the two of us. And and uh, Amelia says, yes, she had twins. She hid them away. One to the state and one to the church. Sarah and Helena. So Sarah and Helena are actually twins. Yep. Yes. Huh. 
That's interesting. Yes. That's a nice little. That's a nice little. Um, it's a nice little twist. And twist. and it's and it's probably the reason why Sarah can have a child. And now she don't have to lie if they see them two together. Oh, this is my twin. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that the way that ended, I wanted to watch the next episode, but I had like a half an hour before this shit started, so I was like, "Fuck." And, uh, I know. Yeah, I'm not waiting till next week. I'm watching that tonight. Yep. We getting that. We getting that. We getting that watch tonight for real. I mean, I love the way that it's working out. I I. I might watch it tonight, but the difference is between me and y'all is that I got to take notes on everything while y'all are just skipping down the path of awesomeness. So I probably won't. Awesomeness. I realized a couple days ago that me taking notes takes like, I mean, it's an hour long show or it's a 45 minute show. And me taking notes probably adds on another 15 to 20 minutes to it. No, no way. Yeah, but you ain't doing nothing at work. Calm down. I'm not, which is why when I'm at work, I can do it. But I'm not at work. So when y'all are talking about I want to watch the next episode, I'm like, I can't because I'm going to feel obligated to take notes. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Watch it twice. Watch it twice, though. Watch it. Watch it for yourself and then watch it for the show. You know what I mean? Like when we were doing Insecure on, on my show, I used to take notes, and then I was like, "They got recaps. They recap this scene for scene online. I'll just go get. I'll just go to the recap and and read it, and then talk about the show." But I mean, me saying what other people felt about it. No, you say what you felt about it. You use the recap to talk to set the scene. Yeah, I just feel like that's not the same. I feel like my. My thoughts wouldn't. I don't know. I couldn't even do that for Oz. And I hated Oz. I got kicked out of that group. (laughs) I accidentally told. They should have kicked you out. They should have. Because I literally told them how much the show sucked. And then I realized after they told me that like three of them people who were running that group were on the show or wrote the show. were actually affiliated with the show and that was after I said man this shit is awful so I deserve to be kicked out I'm not I'm not lying I'm not you know I'm okay with that I just I don't know I I I it's it's a lot of um to me it's a lot of work I understand. So, so, yeah. So, so watch it twice. You'll be all right. Watch it twice. Yeah, watch it for yourself, and then watch it for the show. Mm. So you can actually get that enjoyment part, and then you do the second one for the work part. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work too, though. No, because the second time you can skip through some shit because you've already seen it. Yeah, I feel you. I'll give it some thought. It's just... Give it some thought. Look for recaps. So what you do when you do the recaps, right, it makes it easier because then you get to focus on how you thought about the things 
without having to write down all the minutiae of what's actually happening in the show. Such and such goes to this house. Such and such does this. You can just say, this happened, and then this is what I thought about it. This was fucked up, or it make your jokes. Okay. If there's still some around, you said this show came out when? 2015? Or this, these episodes came in on 13. Look, the internet was in 2013. So I'm sure there's some recaps. This show came out, I thought it came out in 2008. 2008? When this show came How out? How old is Tatiana now? God damn, this, that was fucking 15 this, years this ago. Episode, this, episode, this episode came out in 13. Okay. May 25th, 2013. Well, all right. Scar, you got anything? No, nothing new. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. Okay. Well, y'all, um, you can leave a voicemail for the show at 916-633-1537. Uh, the email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. Uh, you can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Good Pods and then copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. Um, you can donate to the show at um, patreon.com slash single simulcast. Or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or on the Good Pods app, there's a tip jar. Bren is on... Just a tip. Bren is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Scar is on Twitter at uh, Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. And the show is on Twitter at uh, R-T-O-P... Well, R-T-O Podcast. Yeah, that's the easiest way to say it. RTO podcast. I think that's about it. Yeah, I, I think. think we did it. Yeah, I think I think that every single time we do these episodes, it gets better and better. Um, and I, the one thing I would say about this episode is that I wish that on the intervention they didn't have music in the background because if they didn't, this would have been perfect. We all trusted you. Ainsley, you brought us here today, didn't you? I care about you, sweetie. You called all these people and told them everything. I'm doing this to help you. And I thank you for scrutinizing every detail of my life since the day I moved into this fishbowl. You have pried and snooped and gossiped about me like I was your own personal laboratory subject. How would you like it if I turned your life inside out? If I told all these people that Chad, your husband, slept with the spin class instructor long before me, well, maybe he acts that way because you blew the roofer at the cabin! Okay, um, Allison, you see? No! No more words! She's right. This has gone far enough. Mom, everybody, out. Now. Let's go. That's almost as good as Roman Reigns. Thanks. I just did that a few seconds ago. That was all me.
It's almost as good as Roman Reigns going ham. Right? I just wish they hadn't had that music there. Yeah. And then she could, at the end, she would say, get out! And fuck Jay-Z! Um... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the reason why Super Ugly won is because... That's why Ether is better than TakeOver. Ether Uh, is not better than TakeOver. I was going to say, Ether had to resort to a whole lot of homophobic slurs. That's what I felt like. Ether is just a bunch of name calling to a beat. Takeover was the deconstruction of an an icon. Whenever somebody shits it's, on somebody, do they play the takeover beat? Do they play the ether beat? That's because y'all are some stands. That's because y'all are some stands, and the, and the ether beat ain't even that great. It's like some, it's some bullshit. And like, all I know that, is that, whenever that somebody goes in, they play the ether beat behind it. Yeah, because like because they can't play the super ugly beat. <laughs> Right. And whenever someone says someone, they say they got ether. They don't say they got takeover. Okay. They got took over. Yeah, but like if ether, so ether became a part of the lexicon because of the, you know, like the shock value of like, oh shit, he really went for it. But like when you really listen to the song, it's just na 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 boo boo the song. Cannabis has some good. Cannabis has some good rhymes with LL, but all people know is Mama said knock you out. Uh, but Mama said, "Knock you out wasn't for him. It was for Cool Mo Yeah. The reason why LL went up against Cannabis was on some straight up petty shit. That four three two one was where he went up against Cannabis, and then it turned into I think it was called Second Round Knockout. Yeah, yeah something like that. Knockout. That's something about yeah. Yeah, that one was just ugh. And let's be honest, Second uh, Round Knockout was brutal. <laughs> Brutal and and LL's response wasn't even that good. He just coasted on the fact that he was LL. Yes, he was like, "I have fans and your fans don't exist." Love LL, very underrated with the young people. That's what he was trying to say. Yeah, pretty much. That's literally what LL was trying to say. I'm popular (laughs) still. Nigga, Mama said, "Knock you out." Came from a from his grandma. His grandma said. Like, you know what I mean? Like, his grandma gave him the idea for that fucking song. <laughs> I still say I'm going to kick your black asses better than both of them. Oh, I'm sorry. That's from Fear of a Black Hat. Oh, yeah, okay. Granny said kick your black ass. <laughs> so mad I could just bitch slap you. I'm going to kick. Yeah, that, so I do remember that. That was that was, good. that was such a great movie. It was. That was good. Okay, so just to see how it would turn out, hold on. Let's do this real quick, and then we can compare. I won't play the whole scene again, but... And I thank you for scrutinizing every detail of my life since the day I moved to this fish pool. Nah, it doesn't. No. See? But that's because that's Ether is such a minimal beat. Yes, That's and the fact that one. and the fact that has the the what what clashes with the scene is the actual sample in in takeover where someone's talking is someone else adding to what she's saying and it doesn't work the same. Mm-hmm. It's somebody speaking over, whereas Ether is just like I said, super minimal. And let's be that's a whole beat for Ether. of my life since the day I moved into this Everybody and then they put in that. Head? Then they put in what a snare scar. Yeah, pretty much. But see, but here's someone plays that. You know what's about to happen. But see, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. People bigging up 
people big enough ether gave us probably the most the worst user of auto-tune ever it gave us ron browns and i'm sorry um how new york was bigging up ron browns especially with that pop champagne nonsense uh was the worst thing to ever come out of ether i don't know who ron brown is Oh, but nigga. I'm on the West Coast, so I guess that just keeps me nah, insulated. Nah, the the nigga who came the nigga who came up with the beat for Ether is a brother named Ron Browns. He started making music after Ether became a big deal, and he is the worst user of Auto Tune ever. <laughs> like, li- li- pull up, pull up, pop champagne. I- okay, hold on. Simple beats are the best beats, though. Look at um, uh, look at Dr. Dre Explosive. That's a that's very a great beat. beat. And it's very simple. It's the same thing over and over. Okay, so Pop Champagne, Ron Browse, Jim Jones, and Jules Santana. This is already a bad idea. Yep. That's the song? Yep. Okay. Jim Jones. It's my guy. I told you, worst user of all the This was a very popular song when yes. I used to be a club promoter. This was a huge song. I feel like I'm back in being a club promoter. <laughs> I told you. And that's not even his only song. That just um, sound actually, like, that's worse than, and I've always, if given an opportunity, I've always had the worst Auto tune ever was Kanye and 808 and Heartbreaks. Oh, oh, also, also, Ron Browns is also the dude uh, singing the 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 Arabic part of Arab money in the same way, in the same manner. (laughs) Okay. With that said, (laughs) thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate y'all. That's racist. Did y'all listen to the Devin Adu song? Did y'all listen? What? All I saw was that you said that it was better than R&B music. No, I said it's better than 90s R&B. Yeah, what's it called again? Hear the Sound by Devin Adu. Also, Devin Adu also has a song called Broccoli and Cheese. I don't know if you ever heard it. But the chorus goes, my dick is so clean, it'll probably go good with your broccoli and cheese. Yeah, like I said, my son is named after him. Look at that. Devin the Dude. The people listening know. Yeah, you can have that. I'll just take this. California shit. Nigga, this is Scarface. This That's is fuck faces with Scarface, Devin the Dude, T Lane, oh, Too Short. What the fuck? That is fuck faces. It has one of the best intro lines for this type of song in history. Damn, I made a bitch. Damn, I made a bitch so fine. So bad she made me sick so time. I just had to bust that ass one time. Every nigga at a certain age walking through the mall has felt that way about a woman. And then we grew the fuck up and stopped calling women bitches. 
Brock of course, Scarface was probably like 40 when he made this song. This chick's so fine, so bad she made me sick sometimes. I just had to fuck this bitch one time. I met the in the game. Also, came in and flashed his money, and that's how he got her. Fuckface is way better than anything you were going to bring out from Devin the Dude. But Devin not the Dude's than, on it, so it helps out. Not better than Broccoli and Cheese. It's the most absurd song you've ever heard. One day you'll listen to it. I'm just going to have to take y'all's word for it because I ain't going back to listen to none of this shit. Right. I'm yeah. going to listen up, to it. I'm about to pull up some 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 Ice JJ fish on y'all niggas. Nigga, don't. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Nigga, you better I, don't. I listened to Underfloor today because somebody... <laughs> Somebody, somebody shared a video of the 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 person telling the story with with Ice JJ Fish dancing, and then I had to listen to the song. Nigga, so. you better don't. I did. All right, so don't. you better don't. I tried to told you. That's what I said. You better don't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna hot you later. Peace. Peace, Peace. out. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,